On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we cover the NFC Championship game and give this season one last farewell hug. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. And with that, let's go pack. Third down and seven. Rodgers backs up. Throws. Adams, touchdown, Green Bay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan. Hey guys. Joined by Josh and Dan. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back. <sighs> this is sad. A little. Sad. Not, a that, little. not that we didn't expect some of it, but boy, that we hurt. did. We did improve by 12 points this game, plus 12. Mm. So did we? And <laughs> going the, the second, second half. I think it's because San Francisco half. just took the <laughs> gas off, but yeah. they put on their championship hats. Yeah. 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 So let's just recap this game real quick. Uh, final score 37 to 20. If you look at the numbers, not too shabby in certain areas. Aaron Rodgers 31 for 39 for 326 yards, two touchdowns, one Hail Mary interception, one bad interception. Devontae Adams doing his thing again. Uh, there's this note I have on uh, a certain uh Raheem Mostert for San Francisco. Let me see here. Uh, oh, 220 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> I just damn Who was that. I didn't. I didn't. The I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see him. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, eight attempts, which I think we had talked about reducing Garoppolo's numbers. And if you would have told me Garoppolo would have six completions, <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, baby, put my house on this. Uh, they didn't need him. So let's just go around. What were your thoughts on the game? Where do you think it just went completely rogue? Uh, I think we all can admit San Francisco is the better team, regardless of how things would have went. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I think there were two things. I, I, I'll start with the generic. It, it felt like everything that we couldn't keep doing, every issue that we are already aware of as a fan and you know the, the team and the coaches – knew about for the entire year that we should have self-scouted out of our game by now just came back to haunt us the 49ers exposed us by having a great coaching staff and uh, an equal or better roster than the green bay packers so one of the things they did with their run game I, i saw someone say you know they ran right at the smith brothers and that's how they beat them i totally disagree they ran inside the smith brothers they let the smith brothers set the edge and they attacked lancaster and lowry on the dns um, their tackles, their both Pro Bowl tackles, Staley and McGlinchey, against our DNs was a mismatch, and they exposed that. And then the other side, you know, Rodgers had good numbers, but there were multiple plays, even looking past the fumble and the pick, which were the real backbreakers. And Ryan, you'll, you can get into that, but there was that hot route to Devontae where Rodgers does a hard count. He sees that the entire 49er defense is blitzing. Devontae gives him the hand, they make eye contact showing yeah we got this we're gonna i'm gonna flash open Devonte flashes open at five yards the first down mark and aaron's still holding onto the ball even though he's looking at Devonte. so just stupid stuff that we should have be able to fix um we didn't fix it so only one target to Devonte in the first half 
we we played ourselves out of this game. The 49ers were the better team, and it showed. Uh, but you know, any chance we had, we shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, not only were we outplayed, we were outcoached too. I mean, just just how we came out. So, uh, I mean, the first drive was all right. We moved the ball a little bit. But after that, I mean, it, it was like we weren't out there. It, it, nothing was going right. Um, stupid, stupid mental uh, mistakes left and right. We had another false start. I mean, in the NFC Championship game, the one thing that we can't have. Um, but, yeah, it was just sloppy pit play in the first half. I mean, we came, we came around in the second half, looked a little better. But still, just overall, I did not understand the game plan. Why not give it to number 17 in the first half? Doesn't make any sense when you just went off the week before. Um, yeah, overall confused at what they thought they, they saw bad tackling. Yeah. And I, I, I do think regardless of this three series don't happen, I think San Francisco still pulls it off. But when you look at how we're kind of starting this game, there's at one point, these three things happened. We had a drive where JK Scott absolutely shanks a punt. Only goes 23 yards, giving San Francisco the ball in the 37 of Green Bay. That led to a touchdown. The very next drive, six plays, 50 yards, gets us to the San Francisco 25 before Lindsley snaps it into his own sack. And then Rodgers on just a, a – I think there was Did some you just say about, Lindsley snapping it yeah. into his own sack? Did that, did that not happen? Did that not happen? Yep. And then Rodgers with the bad decision, whether it was Geronimo <laughs> going the wrong way or whatever, that led to an interception that went to a touchdown. So – Single-handedly, we gave up at least three points because you figure Crosby hits a field goal within that range at nothing else. But then San Francisco turns around and gets 17 points. It's a 20-point swing on three Packers drives. And I'm not saying that, you know, if things go the right way, we have a chance because we obviously showed – that we couldn't stop them on defense. And I, I think Dan's absolutely right. By that fourth quarter, San Francisco was just kind of making sure that they could melt the clock as much as they could. But, I mean, it's just tough that I think this offense was moving the ball. They were doing things that they needed to be doing, but it was just horrible, horrible mistakes. And, I mean, even when you look at this defense, again, San Francisco's offensive line came to play. Uh, our defense won sack. One QB hit, four tackles for loss. Like you needed to get in the backfield, and we didn't. So disappointing. I think we we thought that they were going to struggle against San Francisco because San Francisco's an amazing complete team. But to be kind of embarrassed that early and to go twenty seven nothing into halftime was unexpected. And frankly, we were just shooting ourselves in the foot as many times as we possibly could. So hand up, boys. Uh, during the second half. Watching the game, starting to tune out, watching something else. How did this play out? Oh, I watched it all the way through, sadly. Oh, you like pain, huh? Yeah. Uh, Other than a a short walk to just (laughs) cry with my dog, uh, watched the whole thing as well. So, Well, guys, hand up. Call me a bad fan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I kept tuning back in, but 21 Jump Street was on TNT or TBS or whatever crap channel and i had a pint of ben and jerry's in the freezer so you know i just let my tears weep into the ice cream and watch some 21 jump street and got some laughs in because at 27 nothing it's it's not i didn't expect it to be that bad but it's uh 
it was kind of all of our worst fears recognized. So I moved on and I'm a better human for letting it letting it go. <laughs> but the best the best was when you texted during the fourth after our, our touchdown and you're like, should we have hope? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we kept flirting with hope zone and then getting smashed again when we went back on defense. The linebackers and the safeties got destroyed, too. There's uh, mm-hmm. there's work to be done, but I don't think this team is that far away. I, we had an awesome year. Yeah, and I think 49ers, they are completely healthy right now. They're rested. Half of their guys are coming back from injury, uh, haven't been playing in the later half of the season. And it looked like we were tired and they had everything going. Uh, they they look like they're on another speed. Even the announcers at the game were saying, I don't know if Kansas City can keep up with San Francisco. They're so fast right now. Um, well, so, I hate to burst the bubble, but they didn't have Jalen Hurd, who's the old Tennessee Running back, 6'4", like 225, and he's playing like a slot wide receiver for him. And Marquise Goodwin, who's track speed. So they were down two guys that could have even added a lot more complexity to that offense. We we didn't face them at 100%. When you think what we were missing was Vitali and like an economy of, say, Brown, like, you know, they were missing more than we were even. It was two pretty healthy teams. But, um, yeah, they were the better team. I think we can uh, cheers to a great year and, you know, start talking about what the offseason may bring. For sure. So let's do this. Let's go around the horn and just give your thoughts on the season in general. We finished 13-3 and in the regular season, obviously made it to the NFC Championship game. So what are your guys' thoughts on the season as a whole? You know, overall, uh, I couldn't be happier for this team. Uh, and, and the franchise, it finally has some energy under it again. The past couple of years, it's just been so uncertain what's going on, who's happy, who's not happy. Um, and, and finally, it just looks like everybody's back on the same page. You know, even if people aren't finding their roles, there are some certain players that will probably be gone, um, even though they're good players, just because they don't fit into the to what uh, Lafleur wants to do with his team. Uh, there might be some coaches coaches uh, let loose at the end of the year, uh, which would be a little bit of a surprise. But, you know, if it's not special teams with, coach, goodbye. Yeah, please. But if it's not fitting what Lef- with Lafleur saw this year, and if they're not, you know, grooving together through the first season, you know, I, I expect to see some surprise changes in the off season. I'll, I'll ditto what Josh said. I couldn't be more ecstatic. If you if you thought we were coming into this year, I remember talking to some people in Wisconsin that were like, "Oh, they're going to go four and twelve. They got a a young rookie head coach. Rodgers is getting old. He's garbage now." To go thirteen and three in the regular season, get that playoff win at home. We didn't really put up a fight in the NFC Championship game, but to be in it, uh, I'm no longer worried about wasting Rodgers' years. His years are getting you know, closer to retirement than they are his prime, but he also needs to work on his on improving his game this offseason and adjust to his age the same way Tom Brady and Drew Brees were able to do. Rodgers has got to have a slice of humble pie this offseason, and we'll dive into it in the offseason. Um, but I'm no longer worried about like the organization is wasting a chance that Rodgers is putting the team on his back trying to will us to a Super Bowl. The organization's in a great spot now. You can trust Gutekunst to be making good moves. Of course, he's not going to have a 100% hit ratio, uh, but he showed this year with the Smith brothers, Amos, and Billy Turner pickups, they were all on the field, healthy and productive, some to you know Pro Bowl caliber levels. Uh, he's going to have a nice offseason to build off of, and LaFleur has shown that he can hang with the best coaches in the league. So what's not like what's not to like compared to where we were 12 months ago? Yeah, and the amount of passion that's back in, in the team, like they actually want to win. You can see it every week. Um, even if they win bad, they're still positive. They're still going. Uh, you know, that, that Nothing, never used to happen. 
nothing encapsulates that more than Mercedes Lewis's quotes. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. No. If you look at his last offseason, remember, he was saying, like, I want out of Green Bay. They they sold me on an offense that utilizes the tight end, and then they didn't come through with any of that. Well, now he's coming out saying, I, I may have never been on a team that's closer. I would love to come back to this team. I feel like I got more left in the game. Now, I'm not saying the Packers should re-sign him based on productivity, but his quotes 12 months later are, you know, I really love what we have in this locker room and I'd love to come back. So, I mean, nothing encapsulates more the changes that have helped happen from the cultural standpoint than the, the second or third string tight end, ironically. Yeah. 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 I, I, this is going to sound like a broken record. I, I love this team. And the fact that I don't think we necessarily played a perfect game this entire season and yet still walked away with 14 wins mm. is insane to me. And you look at where we are set up. I think Rodgers still has five solid years in him in terms of being a, a quality quarterback, maybe not necessarily uh, MVP level, but still a quarterback you would want on your team. We have a number one level receiver in Devontae Adams that if you take his 14 games that he played this year and stretched it to 16 in terms of looking at the regular season, he would have been second in the league in yards to only Michael Thomas, who had a record-breaking year. You have a backfield that is solid in terms of a young Aaron Jones that is continuing to build and is always hungry to improve. We have a defense that's solid in terms of Smith and Smith. Smith and Smith are on this team for the next three years at very comparable contracts. A young secondary that will only get better and we have a ginormous cap space coming into this next year assuming that graham goes and blake martinez goes and everything like that so you're telling me that goots has done what he's done with this defense now focusing on the offense that we cannot be be worse i think i think it only goes up from here and to have a talented young team that will add pieces to improve itself and is literally feeling like it's a brotherly love in that locker room every single day. I mean, I don't know how you can't be any more excited as a Packer fan, especially considering the amount of teams in this league that know that they're in rebuild mode to the nth degree, that they're not even going to sniff the playoffs. You have the Chicago bears. that don't even know if, who their quarterback's going to be next year. Like, it's a it's a really, really fun time to be a Packers, and I, I want to just kind of emphasize what Dan said. To just get to the NFC Championship game, those butterflies were so awesome to have. It was just so exciting to know, wow, we are one of four teams remaining with a shot at the Super Bowl. It was awesome to be a part of. I cannot wait for next year. Uh, so I just hope they can continue to do what they're doing, which is kind of taking this escalator straight to the top. You bring up a great point. Like we didn't even play our best game. We didn't have our best game this year. You know, it was all very sloppy most games. And you know, if if the 49ers are the best in the NFC, which they clearly are, you know, Saints are close behind, and then us. I mean, if we can just improve a little bit from this year, I mean, I mean, it, it's it. Who knows what can happen next year? But yeah, we we're definitely in the right direction. Definitely have the right building blocks in place. Uh, so excited to see what they can do. Yeah, let's not forget the part about who knows what can happen because the NFL is wild in the way that teams that are Super Bowl contenders fall apart, teams that look like garbage become Super Bowl contenders. The offseason will be very interesting, but first things first, thank you to our new loyal listeners, which we're growing a nice little fan base here. 
This was just three guys that used to live in Wisconsin and used to talk football in a group chat saying, hey, why don't we uh, record our conversation and see what happens? <laughs> and we've grown a little fan base. So this has been an awesome journey uh, through season one. And we plan to be with you through the off season as well. We don't have an exact schedule yet, but if anyone's got some feedback for us, uh, hit them, hit us up in the reviews or on the the Facebook or the Instagram pages. Uh, but we hope to, you know, anytime there's Packer news to provide some breakdown on top of obviously uh, when free agency and the draft classes come. Uh, I know Josh is already diving into film on oh, all these wide receivers. He wants. I've got to a couple. Draft. I've got a couple. <laughs> Yeah, Josh's list of potential draft picks is already at about 66 different picks. So yeah, you got to start today, somewhere. <laughs> today it was some name that looked like a random grouping of letters from the alphabet was the guy's name. And I'm like, I've never heard of this kid. I, oh, just <laughs> we'll, just pull up some film. Pull up we'll some dive film. into that in the off season. But I want to thank each and every listener. It's been awesome to see the, the listens go up every week. That's super cool that you guys are tuning in. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thanks so much. So with that, let's wrap up season one officially of the Pack It Up Packers podcast. We will be back at you sometime in the next month to break down end of season contracts, a little bit on the Super Bowl. But until then, thanks, everybody. Adios. Go Pack Go.